Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. My name's Saul Marquez, and I'm so excited to be here at Vive with two amazing health tech leaders. I've got Pascal Podvin, Chief Revenue Officer of Order, with me. Pascal's been making his mark in Silicon Valley startups since 1991 and as a cybersecurity expert since 2014. With deep knowledge of the U.S., European, and Asian markets, he's driven hyper-growth businesses to $100 million consistently, leading the way to optimal exits. Prior to joining Order, he held CRO and CEO positions with SaaS enterprise software companies. Based in New York City, Podvin has a passion for sales, strategic alliances, and customer engagement, as well as for driving VC funding. I also have the pleasure of Jeremy Haltum joining us. He's the Director of Sales Engineering at Order, responsible for the global sales engineers' efforts and initiatives. His background is in networking, computer engineering, electrical engineering, networking, and a specialty in cybersecurity. It is such a pleasure to have both of you here with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to, uh, to be here as well. So let's let's get started, fellas. What's the one thing that you've loved about the Vive event thus far? I think it's uh, it's a small scale event, and I think it's an event that has a, a soul, right? We we could feel that that vibe, that vibe, I should say, uh, and we we don't find that in in larger conferences. So I think that's that's what's great about Vive, and we we just hope that it's going to keep that uh, that touch. I love that. That's a that's a great one, and I feel it too. I feel the soul. I feel the soul. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah, it's great looking around and seeing all the different vendors. So great kind of swath across the entire industry, uh, seeing everybody from cybersecurity to HR and everything else. It's good to be all in one place. Good mix. It's a good mix for sure. Yeah. And so one of the things that keeps coming up is, is cybersecurity, AI. There's so many hot topics, access. What's the number one theme health systems need to be mindful of in, in 2022? Well, look, I mean, it, it, there is a lot of, of talking about the, uh, the hospital of the future, right? Everybody is talking about digital patient communication, telehealth, teleservices, robotics, remote monitoring, and so on. I think that the key point is that all of those themes are converging towards the proliferation of connected devices. And it's all great, except that those connected devices potentially have vulnerabilities potentially create threats into the organization. And so cybersecurity is paramount to the success of, of the hospital of the future. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Pascal. And, and uh, as we seek to understand this, this hyper-connected world, the digitization is sort of help. I mean, we're, we're kind of losing track of where those vulnerabilities are. So having, having visibility to where those are is critical. Jeremy, what are your thoughts around how do you find those those vectors of entry? Sure. It is very important to look at the hospital as a complete organization, right? It's not just the medical devices. It's the elevators. It's everything is interconnected, especially when you're talking about patient care, which is really what we're here about, right? It's all about the patient care at the end of the day. But being able to go in through multiple different methods, because there's no one right way. So having multiple methods of getting the data that you need to see what those vulnerabilities are, identify them, and most importantly, actually do the security for those. Love it. Yeah, some great insights there. What do you guys think is the top one tool or technology that's going to transform healthcare as we know it? 
That's a tough one. I think definitely AI is is uh, a topic that everybody's talking about. I believe that AI is going to play, play a, a key role in cybersecurity as well. And we are actually using AI quite extensively in our ability to determine what is normal behavior for any type of device. Manual labor in that field would, would be defeated, right? There's so many different types of devices and you need to go so granular in the number of attributes that you need to collect about the devices to really understand what they are. So I believe that AI you know, would be number one on, on my list. Love it. Especially when you're talking about the fact that we're having a personnel shortage. This is very difficult to hire right now. So anything you can do to make everyone more efficient, whether it's people, machines, the care of a patient, that's really what we want to focus in on. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and so with AI helping us do some of these things, there's also the importance of, of people. And and right now we're we're having to take care of a lot of these shortages, to your point, Jeremy, to help our clinicians and and with that, shifting care to the home. So as you guys think about care in the home, what would be some of the watchouts that you that you would recommend providers, payers, companies pay attention to? Well, I think, again, you know, cybersecurity is going to be the number one theme here. You know, we, we used to, to live in a world where the network was the perimeter. Now everything's in the cloud. You, you're taking clinical services to, to the home. It, what is the concept of network anymore? So all the, the security that's been built around this, this network perimeter, like firewalls and so on, are becoming obsolete in that new context. And that's where order comes into the game you know, providing security beyond that concept of, of network. I appreciate that. And I think it's worth sort of pausing for a second and diving into order. Can you give us the elevator pitch on it? What exactly do you guys do? What do you provide? How do you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we are the leader in IoT security. What we do is we secure connected devices. And when you think about it, there are three logical steps, and, and it, it really makes sense. You cannot secure anything that you don't know about, that you don't understand. So the first step is to see what do you have connected on the network. And we're talking a, a high level of granularity. You know, It's not just understanding that you have an endpoint somewhere, but it's understanding what is the brand, what's the color, you know, what's the operating Software system, version, yeah. pretty much everything. So we collect thousands of attributes on, on those devices. Not only that, but we try to understand, you know, what is the communication that those devices have, you know, among one another. The goal being to understand what is the normal behavior for any type of device and to have an accurate and complete view of all devices connected to the network. And you wouldn't believe the discrepancy that we find, you know, between what hospitals believe they have and the reality of what we see. Right. So Jeremy can talk about this in, in a second. So that's the first logical step. The second step is, is to know what vulnerabilities or what threats are inherent to those devices. You could have a large number of, of devices that are equipped with a completely obsolete operating systems, therefore creating massive vulnerabilities for the, uh, for the hospital. So what do you do with those devices, right? Are you going to replace them? Are you going to do something to isolate them and give them just the degree of behavior that they can without creating a threat for the organization? And that leads to the third step, which is to secure. See, no, secure. Secure means, you know, in real time and proactively creating measures 
about those devices to make sure that they're 100% safe for the organization. That's in a nutshell what we do. So we're the leader in the, uh, in the healthcare industry. We probably have thousands of hospital clinics and, and healthcare organizations of various types using our system. And what's important is that the largest healthcare organizations use our solution. Companies like Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, and, and others use our, our solution and sometimes even fund order. That's the case of Mayo Clinic. Hmm. That's gotcha. the case of Kaiser Permanente, for Very instance. Cool. Their Very venture cool. arms are funding our, our business. Some great so partnerships that's, that's to have. Order. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, Jeremy, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, absolutely. When you talk about the see, know, secure, you know, that seeing portion is really important because when you're talking about cybersecurity frameworks, things like NIST and other kinds of frameworks, always the first step is to know what you have. Right, that's always key. So being able to go out there and figure out what you actually have is super important. And then the knowing portion, whether it's what are they doing, what known vulnerabilities, or where are they? You know, as an example, just last week I was at a prospect. We did a test, and two of their heart monitor controllers, right, for open heart surgery, both of them were on the wireless guest access network. Oh, shoot. Right. So these are the sorts of things that, if yes. you don't have that see and that know, you can never even get to the stage of what we want to get to, which is the secure. Right, securing those devices so that we're both proactive and reactive in a security mindset. Yeah, that's great. And, and so, how do you guys do it? Like, what's the what's the secret sauce? Why are you guys having success here? Sure. So, I mean, there's several different ways that we go about it. You know, from a technical perspective, is we're watching all of the networking traffic, but that's not the only way. Right? There's tons of different integrations that we have, so I can look at traffic. I can talk to IPMs. I can talk to you know, healthcare systems. You know, I like to go and get a lot of data from a lot of sources because the more data I get, the smarter I become. And the smarter I, can, I become, the more valuable I am for all the different personas or the different organizations inside of the clinical setting. That's great. And you want to do this in a completely automated fashion in order to be able to scale. Right? Many organizations have a manual process when it comes to classifying and profiling devices. That's all great, but it's not scalable. And so we do our work in a completely automated fashion. Now, that's where AI that I was talking about yeah. um, a minute before is, is, is playing a key role. Very good. Very good. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. So uh, burnout is very real. Everybody's suffering post-COVID. Everybody's quitting. People, I mean, retention's a challenge. So how, how is your solution potentially aiding in, in reducing the burden on, on clinicians? Well, not everybody is quitting, thank God. But uh, no, but it's it's true. There is a there is a real shortage of resources, and and all the organizations that we're talking with, are you know are, are pointing to this this massive problem. So obviously, automation is playing a key role in in helping mitigate the risk of not having the enough people or not having the appropriate skill set. And when it comes to cybersecurity, the skill set you know, can be extremely sharp. And so it's not easy to find the right people. That's one way. We also provide a, a large set of services around our solution to help our customers deploy our solution without drawing too much on their own resources. But we provide those resources all the way to managed services where we, uh, we actually work with MSSP partners you know, to provide that, that solution to them. And therefore, it is for them a solution that is not requiring too many of those difficult to find skills internally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
And we just released last week our Order 8, which has Clinical Defender. And Clinical Defender is a way of using our product in such a way that the things that a clinician or an HTM team needs to deal with are populated instantly upon logging in. So a lot of the pointing and clicking and trying to find things, right, which will burn you out because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. not very exciting, so much, yeah. right? We bring the things that matter, the actionable things that you need to do and work on today right to the forefront so that you can go and perform those actions and move on and perform other tasks. Love it. This is great. And this is for, for physicians, nurses, anybody using the system? That's primarily geared for the more of the technology teams. Oh, okay. IT and biomed. Biomed, yeah. IT, security, yep, yep. You know, all those kinds of folks have to deal with the cybersecurity side yes, of things. Yes. I appreciate that. Thanks for, for clarifying that. Well, you guys are, are no doubt doing some, some fantastic work. You've got some great partnerships. What takeaway point would you leave our listeners with? And what's the best place that they could learn more about you and reach out to, to engage with you? Okay, so I mean, there are a few things that are real, that are happening real time right now. Everybody's talking about ransomware. The role that we play in, in helping mitigating ransomware is, is fabulous in terms of not only the ability to detect a threat, a ransomware threat that is developing, but also the time to react if one of those threats is, is becoming real. And Jeremy can talk about you know, our ability to, to do that and why we're saving so much time to organizations. The fact is the multiplicity of tools and people involved in, in a ransomware attack is so great that it leads to paralysis very often. And that's how it, uh, an organization gets to the point where it's being ransomed. Right? And so we, Jeremy will talk about how our technology can help there. Our technology is helping very much in, in the Log4j problem that, that hit recently and that everybody is talking about as well. What, what problem is this, Pascal? Well, let's have Jeremy uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, the technical aspects of it. And then, obviously, you may know that there are a few events happening in the, uh, on the Russian border. And so everybody's anticipating uh, tremendous growth in the, the risk coming from, from cyber attacks driven by Russia. And we, we're seeing a lot of that happening real time as well. So those are some of the, the key points that I think hospitals may want to, uh, to take away from, from that podcast. And then when it comes to getting in touch with us, probably the best place to start is our website, order.net. There's, there's a wealth of information. O-R-D-R, folks. It's O-R-D-R. That's correct. O-R-D-R dot net. O-R-D-R dot net. And we'll put the, the link to the website in the show notes, folks. So just go on and, and click on that so you could check out some more information on them. I think, Jeremy, you were going to touch a little bit on the tech, tech stuff, and then we we're going to wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about ransomware or the Log4j. So Log4j is a vulnerability that applies in the logging mechanism of Apache web servers, which a lot of people use Apache, right? There's a lot of those sorts of systems out there. But at the end of the day, because the order system is watching all of the traffic and we're learning using our AI and everything else, we can identify not only malware, but log4j or any of the other vulnerabilities that have happened or honestly will probably continue to happen, right? I mean, we're finding new things every day. But having that ability to detect that by watching the traffic create the alarms, integrate with all the other different kinds of systems, whether it's SIMS or alerts or SOC type stuff, being able to automate that entire process to go back to what Pascal was talking about is that analysis paralysis, right? How do we eliminate that and go from detecting 
to an action as fast as possible because the faster we can solve that problem, the lower our risk score is. So time to resolution is really important in risk. That's fantastic. Well, guys, this was a, a great session. Folks, we're going to do a part two to this where we actually dive into some uh, use scenarios with a uh, couple uh, customers. And uh, so make sure you check that out. Excited to, to share that with you all. But Pascal, Jeremy, thank you both for spending time with us today. All right. Thanks thank a you. lot, Sal. It was a pleasure to be with you.